Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this. Now faith. I love that it starts with that. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. Again, here it is, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gift. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. Here it is is again in verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning the events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Verse 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise. As in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah received the power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who seek thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly, fun, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city. Lord, we just thank You, Father, for the opportunity to come under Your Word again, Lord. Thank You that it's our authority in life. Father, we get set under the authority of Your Word every single week, Lord, when we come into Your house. We consider what you have for us, Father. We lean into your word, Lord, knowing in faith this morning, Father, that your word never returns void to us. So on a personal level, God, we know that the promise is that we can receive from you every single week. We thank you for that promise, Lord. We pray for everything you're doing in our church, Lord. We pray for colonial kids, even right now, Lord, as they're meeting over here to my right. Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you're speaking into their lives as well. Thank you that this Vision Sunday that's coming will be marked by Jesus and will be impacted by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, in a faith-filled colonial church said together, Amen. Amen. I'm excited to preach part one of my Vision Sunday message. It's kind of like the pinnacle of 
the year for me, even though spiritually speaking, I should really focus on Easter when I say that, <laughs> or, uh, or Christmas, obviously celebrating the birth of Jesus, Resurrection Sunday, obviously, at Easter. But for us as a church, Vision Sunday is a big, big day because it's sort of the opportunity we get to sort of cast a vision of where we're going as a church and talk about some of the great things that are happening and some of the things that we're believing God to happen, to see come to pass. That's what vision is. Vision is something that's coming, that uh, we believe is coming, that God is doing something. So I want to introduce a theme for this Vision Sunday today called Pioneer. I feel like God's given me that word, Pioneer. That's what we're doing as a church. So you could write that down. The message title today is Pioneer, part one. Because God's called us to pioneer. We can do so because God is the ultimate pioneer in that he created the heavens and the earth created everything in seven days and he's the ultimate pioneer and his pioneering work was perfected in Jesus, amen, on the cross. But Vision Sunday and pioneering work, it's all about what's ahead for us. It's all about what God's calling us to step into as a church. See, for Colonial Church, what we are looking at is a promised spiritual land that's before us, that's ahead of us that we get to walk into, that's been promised to us as an inheritance, but we need to walk into that land. We need to go and claim that land. We need to step out and move towards that land, and that's what Vision Sunday is about. It's about us pioneering. Who's up for a bit of pioneering in this next season of church life? You may not think of yourself as a pioneer, but I can guarantee you by the time you get done listening to me at the end of this message, you'll believe that you are a pioneer. But a pioneer is so much more than just a cool word or the name of a cool sound system. <laughs> Anyone got a pioneer sound system at home? Do they even exist anymore? Have they been outdone by Sonos? And Bo- I don't know. But anyway. But a pioneer is a visionary. And I believe every single person is called to be a pioneer in some way. And I'm going to explain that later and unpack that later. But I'll give you a hint. It's Jesus. Jesus is the reason that we can even pioneer. But a pioneer is a risk taker by nature, a risk taker. A pioneer is not happy with the status quo. A pioneer is a dreamer, a dreamer. But pioneers search for the new frontier, new possibilities, new achievements, new realities. A pioneer ascends to new heights, discovers previously uncharted territories, establishes a new territory. Pioneers reach the unreachable. Go to the place that people say you couldn't go. Listen to this. Pioneers take what was previously inaccessible and they create access and make it available for others. I'm going to say that again. A pioneer takes what was previously inaccessible and they create access to make it available for other people i.e. it's not just about them. There's a dream, there's a vision, there's a place they're going to go, they want to try to get to, try to establish, but they realize that by doing so, they've automatically created a pathway for other people to go to that land, to go to that place. They make a way. And that's what the author of Hebrews is trying to explain to God's elect, to God's people. He's trying to explain that every single one of these faith pioneers have done that. They've made a way. And the reality of this is that 
We today are living in the wake of these pioneers, every single one of them, Abel, Noah, Enoch, Abraham, all the way into the New Testament. We read about all these pioneers who made a way towards the city that God had established for them. I wonder what God wants to establish in your life in this next season that requires some pioneering work from you, some pioneering work for what's ahead for you. I want to talk today about our church as a pioneering church. That's because that's what we are. Our church is called to pioneer. You may not know that. On the outside, you might look at what we're doing and say, well, you're just a church plant. That's true, but we're actually called to pioneer something new, something different. Listen to me, something that hasn't been done before. See, there's never been a colonial church here before. There's been other churches that have been planted. There's been other churches that have prospered. There's been other churches that are fantastic churches in our city. But that's not us. We're called to pioneer something new. Are you with me? Pioneer something in our city, which is a church that is vibrant, exciting, Bible-based, focused on the greatest pioneer, which is Jesus, our King of kings and our Lord of lords. But our mission is to welcome people home. That's what we're pioneering, that kind of church. And that's pioneering work. Being the type of person who's willing to risk it all to see the God vision become a reality is where we are stepping into as a church. We're pioneers. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a pioneer. And then turn to the other person and say, you too. You're also a pioneer. But I got my three points this morning like I always do. Don't worry. Got my three points. If you don't like three points, you probably need to find another church. (laughs) Please don't leave. I just love three points. So I have my three points this morning. Point number one is this. A pioneer is willing to step out. He or she is called to go, but listen to me, is willing to step out. Big difference. Some people live their lives in the noise of a loud calling. Surrounded by this echo of a calling in life. We're all called. We're all called to a holy life. We're all called to purpose. We're all called to do something for God. We all have our own individual assignment. Amen. Thank God for that. That we don't not here on earth just to exist, but we actually have a purpose. But a pioneer not only is called, but is willing to step out. Look at it in verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed, and he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. Look at what it says next. And he went out. A faith pioneer understands that they're called, but they are willing to step out. I wonder if you're willing to step out in whatever God has called you to pioneer. Maybe it's to be included in our church and be on the dream team. might take something for you just to step out in faith and join a team. Or step out in faith and be in a connect group. What is it that God's calling you to pioneer that requires for you not just to understand that you're called because you are, but also you need to step out. A pioneer is willing to step out. I love that Abraham, he was called to go. He was called to go, but he went out. Not knowing where he was going, by faith he went to live in the land of promise. I love that he not knowing where he was going, was still willing to step out. I wonder what it would take for you 
and for us as a church to understand, man, we may not necessarily know where we're going, but God is saying, are you willing to step out? Because faith pioneers understand, man, I've got the loudest calling in the world, but unless I step out, I'm not going to pioneer a single thing. Pioneers are willing to step out and risk because they know that they were called in the first place. Step out and risk things because they know they have to go. My pastor Brian Houston says it like this. He says, uh, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. R-I-S-K. There's got to be a measure of risk to your faith. If there's no measure of risk, can I let you in on a little secret? There's no faith because faith inherently carries risk. But here's the thing about stepping out. And I love this because if we step out, I like to back solve things as a type of person I am. I just like to back solve. But if I'm stepping out, why am I stepping out? I'm stepping out because God needs me to, to pioneer. But if I go back to where I was before, I realize that I was called to go. I was called by God to step out. So therefore, I can have faith and risk. It's important to understand that stepping out is all part of the faith journey. If you don't step out, it's hard to have faith. Because God's faith is activated when we step out. Sorry, our faith is activated when we step out. Does that make sense? See, there's a sense to stepping out, sense to risk about our church. That really is a step of faith. Lots of things about our church to date have been a step of faith. Willing to step out, understanding that God has called us. But I don't ever want to step out unless I know that I'm called. We would, would never have stepped out and planted Colonial Church if we didn't know that God had called us to. But we were still required to step out. See, a pioneer will step out. You know, that you being a part of this early journey of Colonial Church, I'm excited because you're pioneers too. You're pioneers with us, and we're stepping out together. But we're believing for so much more as a church. See, we're pioneering to find a home for others. I just love that idea about a pioneer. See, it's one-dimensional, it's singular-focused in the beginning, but what ends up is so many other people benefit. Since the thing about our church is I always have believed since day one that there's a salvation anointing on our church. What does that mean? We give people the opportunity every single service to come into a relationship with Jesus, to make a decision, to decide, that's it for me. I'm choosing God. I'm going to make a decision for Jesus. And we see people make decisions for Jesus in every single service. And I would love to see that, you know, next week is supposed to be the announcements week. But this week, I just can't help myself. I need to share at least one really cool thing. Is that okay if I do that this morning? It's, it's kind of like Christmas, you know, when your parents, they hide the presents in the, in the closet. You just can't help yourself. I think I did that once and I got in so much trouble for doing that from my parents that I never, ever did it again. Anyway. There's a salvation anointing on our house. People give their lives to Jesus in our church. I'd love to share. Do you know how many people this year alone have, given their, have made a decision for Jesus? Do you want to know? 253 people have said yes to Jesus this year alone. Since January 7th, we count every single decision. We mark it down. We make a log. 253 decisions for Jesus since January 7th of 2018. Praise God. It's amazing. But we've got to understand that we're pioneering. That's what God is calling us to do. 
And so I look at that statistic and I think that's amazing. Let's celebrate that. But let's understand God's just getting started. It's just the beginning. And as we continue to pioneer, as we put our faith in Christ and we decide to step out, God's got so many more, so much more ahead for us. So pioneers are willing to step out. I want to pioneer a place for people in our church. I want our church to pioneer just a place, a place for people to come in, a place for people to enter in, a place where everyone and all kinds of people are able to come to know Jesus for themselves, to get a personal revelation of who Jesus is for them. You can never live your faith via someone else. You've got to have a personal revelation of who Jesus is. If you don't, just hold, hold on tight. At the end of the message, hopefully, you'll get to that place and you'll make that decision as well. But can I encourage you, you cannot live your faith vicariously through someone else. That's why we must make a place for people to come in. A place where people can walk out the journey of faith for themselves. A place where people can be at home and discover their purpose in Christ. We're going to pioneer a place where young people can attach themselves to the vision and, and live life in critical seasons, in church and around good people, godly people and around good counsel. Make great decisions in one of the most critical seasons in life. Listen to this. Pioneer a place where kids grow up in a vibrant, exciting house of God, where they're taught so much about God's love for them early. But listen to this. And raised up to take ownership of the house of God, even at a young age. We need to pioneer a place. And to pioneer a place like that, we need to be willing to step out into what God has for us. Pioneering isn't easy, but all it takes is a step. Pioneering is not easy work, but all it takes is a step. I wonder what step God wants you to take today. See, what I'm believing for in these two messages is I'm believing that you will find something that God has called you to pioneer towards, that you can make it personal, because this is how the church works, okay? This is the corporate church, which is all of us, gathering together, corporate worship, worshiping God, doing things as a church collectively, which is great. But see, the thing about the church is it's made up of the body of believers. So every single one of us has a personal thing going on, a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal walk, our own faith adventure. I wonder what God is calling you to pioneer and take a step towards. And I would love it by the end of next weekend, you just know, God, that's the thing you're calling me to, if you don't know already. But it would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. What is God calling you to pioneer? Point number two. A pioneer understands the cost. So a pioneer is willing to take the risk to step out, but a pioneer understands there's cost involved. It's going to take something of me. What is it going to take? Everything. But pioneers, they leave it all behind to make way for a new reality. You can't make way for a new reality if you're still holding on to the old reality. What was before? And that's, in a sense, the essence of the letter, of, uh, the, the, the letter to the Hebrew people was that you can't focus on the new reality, which is Jesus. It's a messianic message when you're holding on to the old way. You've got to move forward and understand the cost is to leave it all behind. A pioneer understands that there are just some things that have just got to go. That can't be in the peripheral anymore. That can't be in the picture at all anymore. You've got to fully 
quote out and understand the cost because the cost is real. In verse 8 of Hebrews 11, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed, and he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out, look at it, not knowing where he was going, but by faith he went to live in the land of promise. In a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with the same promise, for he was looking forward. Looking forward to the city that has foundation, whose designer and builder is God. I love it. Look at the obedience. Look at the acceptance of the calling. Look at the stepping out. But there's the cost. Next comes the cost. Intense with Isaac and Jacob. Heirs of the same promise. When you read this passage, you dive into it a little deeper. And it's kind of cool because there was a 15-year period. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob existed together in the one tent. Fifteen years. And it's kind of cool because you study it, and really the message or the idea behind the author of Hebrews mentioning the tent is to explain that there was intimacy and there was connection, and they spent time together in a tent, dwelling with God, which is powerful. But I love, I just, it's not lost on me that the very next verse talks about a city that has foundations. So by faith, he went to live in the land of promises in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations. See, that's the thing about pioneering. You understand when it comes to the cost. The cost is you might live in a tent for a while on your way to the city that has foundations. That's what I love about what's happening in our church. We might be meeting and popping up in the armory every week. It's awesome. But tense is just part of the process. We're looking forward to the city that has foundations. That's pioneering work. Pioneering understands that tents may exist for a season, but God has got so much more for us. I love it. A pioneer understands that there is a cost that's involved. What does the cost look like for you to pioneer? Because if you dive under the surface, you realize there is a cost. And God's calling you to count the cost. But there's a big difference between tents and foundations. Foundations of a city. The other thing about pioneering is this. You have to be an overcomer. If you want to pioneer anything in life, you have to have the spirit to overcome. You have to be willing to overcome certain things. To pioneer, we must be people who overcome the inconveniences. And don't they come when you're church planting? The inconveniences of a time change that might happen on this week or that week, the inconvenience of a location change, the inconvenience of someone dropping out of a team and needing to backfill it, the inconveniences that come, but a pioneer overcomes. A pioneer overcomes the challenges, the difficulties, the obstacles, and the opposition, the naysayers that say it can't be done. The naysayers who say, oh, you want to plant a church in, 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 in St. Augustine? Yeah, it's going to be hard. You're going to really struggle. No one will come. People won't be interested. Oh, you want to try to go to the next level? Oh, that's just so hard. That's so difficult. See, a pioneer stares that in the face and says, yeah, that might be the cost, but I will overcome because I know God has called me and all I need to do is take a step. Come on, let's give God some praise. That really it's His power, not ours. 
All he's looking for is the obedience of a step. People who overcome the unsettling moments day to day. Overcome, overcoming the challenges is exactly what a pioneer does. It's smack bang in the middle of the job description. That's what a pioneer does. I'd love to talk about this equation that I've, I came up with this week while I was reading Hebrews 11 and I shared it with our staff. But This might just help you as a bit of a word picture, but there's certain things that have got to be greater in your life for you to be a pioneer. So the first one is this. Your calling has to be greater than your comfort level. If the discomfort comes into your life, you've got to understand, you've got to put into perspective that my calling is greater. That what God has called me to is so much greater than any discomfort I might experience. So that's important to put into perspective. And the next one is this, conviction over feeling. My conviction, my inner conviction, and what God has put on the inside of me to pioneer towards the new land has to be greater than any feelings. Because let me, t- let me give you a tip, friend. If you let your feelings and your comfort drive the bus, you will never go anywhere. You will never pioneer anything. Nothing will change. And so if you put it all together, this is what I came up with in my, my ratio. Calling plus conviction equals the new. The new place, the new land, the new opportunity, the new possibilities, the new dreams, the new realities, the new grace, the new opportunity that God has for you, the new city that has foundations. But look what happens if we go the other route. We allow comfort and our feeling to drive the bus. We'll always go back to the old place. We will always go back to the old thing that was holding us back. We'll always go back to Egypt or Babylon. We will always go back to the place that that was where we were under the oppression and we struggled. But what if we do? We just let a comfort level rule us or we let our feelings rule us when all we needed to do was to follow the other roadmap that God has for us, which is to keep our calling greater our conviction greater, and allow that to be what takes us into the new. Pioneers are ruled not by feelings or comfort. Pioneers understand the cost, but overcome. Amen? And point number three is this. A pioneer finds a way when there is no way. In the natural, how does it look? Is it impossible? If it's impossible, I say all the better. Because we serve the God who takes the impossible and makes it possible. We serve Jesus who, when there was no way for people to get to God, he made a way. But what, when it appears like there is no way, the pioneer says, we can find a way. I can't tell you the countless amount of times in our church history, of which there's coming up on three years, which is exciting, one year of weekly services, we're already at two services after a week of weekly service, a year of weekly services. But I, just, I couldn't tell you the countless amounts of times we've gotten in a huddle. And we'd be like, man, there's no way we can do this. But we found a way. We figured it out. We've asked the questions. We've talked about it. We've collaborated. We've got God involved. And we said, how can we do this? How can we get the kids um, to meet? In this area that's no longer there for us. Okay, we'll just take a storage closet and we'll turn that into a kid's area. Pioneers make a way when there is no way. 
See, a pioneer has a vision of a new land, not just for themselves, but for others. Captain James Cook is a, was the great explorer, and any historians in the room would know that he discovered lots of what back then wasn't known, became the known world, Newfoundland, circumnavigated New Zealand, sailed up the eastern seaboard of Australia. That was called Terra Australis back then, and it was kind of this mythical land that no one had discovered, no one had seen. But he was the type of person that was so intrigued by navigation and so intrigued by charting new lands. And I was learned as I was studying for this message that some of the charts that he drew, especially around places like Newfoundland and New Zealand, some of the charts that he drew in the 1700s were still being used in the 1900s. That's how accurate they were. That's how good they were. But he was a flat-out explorer, navigator, and a pioneer. And actually talks about in his history after many different voyages, he went literally all over the world. When you look at the map, it's incredible. But they tried to put him out to pasture in a, in a government job back in, uh, in England in the House of Lords, but he found a way to get back on the ship. He found a way to get back on a ship to lead an exploration to go in a different place. But the reason I bring him up is simply this. Obviously, I'm from Australia and he discovered the eastern seaboard of Australia, but he circumnavigated New Zealand. And then he went along the eastern coast of Australia and he charted it. He sort of set his eyes on it, he discovered it. And that discovery and those charts led to the first ever landing in 1788, Sydney Cove in Australia. And that landing turned into a colony. And that pioneering colony eventually turned into a small city. And that small city today is a country that has 25 million people. Here's the thing about pioneering work, friends. We never know what God's going to do. When we pioneer as Christians, what we do in the natural might seem like it might be one-dimensional or it's for a couple of people or this might benefit my family. But can I encourage you, friend? We serve the God who just does different math to us. His math is not our math. So when we pioneer a way and we make a way not just for us but for other peoples, we better be ready for what God wants to do. 253 decisions in one year. What could it look like in five years' time? What could it look like in 20 years' time? What could it look like in 200 years' time when we're all not here? People serving God, sowing seeds, seeing people come into a relationship with Jesus. When you pioneer, you make a way. When there is no way. You know, pioneering, there's something about the eye of a pioneer that I want to have. You see a situation or a city or Something going on in your eyes, you pioneer away. In the natural, it just looks like it's dead. It looks like it, there's just negativity. It looks like it's a lost cause. But a pioneer's eye looks different. It says that can be something. There can be something over there. There's something that can be established over there. And I believe God has called Jill and I to look at our city that way. And our church that way. We're going to be a church in the future. I'll just let you in on a little secret. We'll be in one, more than one location. God's going to call us to be in other places too in the future. For now, we're here and we're putting everything in here. And this will always be home. But we'll look at other places, new lands someday and say, oh, God wants to establish something there. Let's go and make a way. Let's go figure it out. Because we're called and we just need to step out in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? You received that word this morning. I'd love to pray for you.
I believe that many people in here, you're listening to that message and you're thinking, God, what is it that you're calling me to pioneer? I know this. God is calling every single one of us to pioneer. Why do I know that? It's because he sent Jesus, who was the ultimate salvation pioneer for the whole world. And he's caused all of us to be able to pioneer, to be able to be in a place where we can reach out and step out in faith, knowing that God's called us. What has God called you to step out and pioneer? So with every head bowed in this place, why don't you just begin to ask God, what have you called for me to pioneer? I want to make it personal today, God. Holy Spirit, show me what I'm supposed to pioneer in my life. You might be the first person in your family to ever become a Christian. Can I encourage you? You're pioneering. Or maybe you've been in a family with many different Christians. God's calling you to pioneer something. Pioneer devotion to God's house. Pioneer a new prayer life. Pioneer devotion to God's word. Pioneer being in God's presence more. Maybe out there in the world, God's calling you to step out and pioneer a new business. And that business will grow and become a refuge for people. And it'll be the type of business where God can flow resource through it and change the world, build the kingdom of God. What is it for you? And while no one's looking around, if you know what that thing is and you need prayer to step out and risk it, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to include you in a prayer. You know God's calling you to step out. You feel that beat on the inside of you, that calling. God's got something for me. He wants me to step out. He wants me to build that thing. He wants me to find that city that has the foundations. Well, Lord, I just thank you that every single person in here is called to pioneer. Father, I pray for the people that have raised their hands, Lord, that are saying, Father, help me to pioneer, Lord. Help me to have the courage to step out. Help me to have the faith to rise up and to be what you've called me to be. God, I pray for those hands that are raised, Lord. Father, thank you that they're willing to step out in faith. Lord, to put risk on in their lives and trust you, Lord. Trust you with the future. Trust you with the path. God, I just pray in Jesus' name that you begin to put courage in your people, Lord. You begin to put courage into people's lives, Lord, into the seasons of life that they're in, God, knowing that they may not be able to see the city yet, Lord. But even as they dwell in the tents right now, God, you're putting courage in your people. You're helping people to see that there is something coming. There is something amazing that's in the future, Lord, for your people, and that ultimately, no matter what, it all just ultimately leads to your glory. Put courage in people this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.